Next on BYU Sports Nation National Signing Day, the entire 2017 BYU football class in the words of the coaches. Head coach Kalani Satake and coordinators Ty Detmer and Elias Tuiaki will discuss everyone from the high school signees and transfers to return missionaries. Plus, a helicopter ride and a Dwayne The Rock Johnson impersonation for the ages. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is on your television and radio for that matter. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Great to have you with us, everyone, on Signing Day, Wednesday, February 1st, wherever and however you're dialed in. Great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, no top button, alongside the always top-buttoned Jerem Jordan. This is one of my favorite days, by the way. This is a top-button kind of day. Like, we go all the way, right? We're complete. Uh, it's football in February. It's the future, and it's the now. And this show will encapsulate all of that because we're going to talk about the guys that signed and going on missions, but we're going to talk about the guys that will be on the roster this season as well. I can't wait. We're going to hear from Satake, from Denver, from Tuiaki. This is one of my favorite days all year. Maybe my favorite. Let's go high tempo. Your favorite type of show. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. 2017 signing day spectacular in Provo, Utah at Brigham Young University. We welcome in the head football coach at BYU, Kalani Satake, to begin breaking down each and every one of these recruits over the next hour along with Coach Take and his coordinators, Ty Detmer and Eliza Tuiaki. Coach, welcome back to Studio B. Gentlemen, good to see you. Hey, from a fantastic Dwayne The Rock Johnson impersonation brought in by Satemanali to uh, a helicopter ride that is going viral. It's, b- it's been an interesting, fun day. Coach, how you feeling? Oh, it's been a lot of fun, and, and uh, you know, I think that uh, you have to give a lot of credit to our, our um, you know, our Brett Pine in the communications department, and also David Amadova in the marketing department for putting on such a great uh, event today for the signing day. And having all, our, all of our alumni involved, it's been really nice to see um, all these, these former players from different eras and uh, you know, different decades uh, be involved in, in announcing the signing. And some of them did a great job at and, and, uh, The Rock. And I think Brett Kiesel did a great one, too, oh, yeah. with his beard, yeah. you know, the fear <laughs> the beard type of deal. But um, it was just a lot of fun, and those that, that were on – you know, in our our facility, make, make the announcements. It was just that's the sweetest part about it was being able to see all the uh, the former players come back and and be involved and have a hand. In, they they a lot of them have a hand in our recruiting, but more than, more than anything, it was just nice to celebrate uh, welcoming the new addition to our family uh, with these guys. Where was your helicopter ride in 1994? I, I don't think I'm ever going to do a helicopter <laughs> ride. Like I, when I signed, I signed it, gave it to my dad to fax it later, and I went to seminary, and so that was my. Uh, highlight of my signing day so time times have changed yeah. but uh yeah helicopter's not my deal it was fun to watch you facetime with some of the signees i thought mm-hmm. that was a cool addition uh and one of them i think it was ben bywater he said yeah i'm missing class and you said hey you probably need to go to class <laughs> well i mean I, I think we have such a great relationship with our recruits and our players and everyone that's involved i mean since i've been here our, our coaching staff, our support staff, and everybody's been involved. We talk about it being a family, but that's that's really what it is, you know. And and uh, for our recruits to have that feel when they come on 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 site uh, on the v- official visit, it's a huge compliment to our our what we have going on already, and basically the school and, and everyone that's involved. So 
um, it's been a lot of fun, and, and I'm just looking forward to uh, you know to the next year's class. But but really looking forward to the new faces that we're going to add to the team, and they fit exactly what we're trying to establish here with our program, and uh, they're all what BYU is about. What was this year's recruiting experience like compared to last year's obviously accelerated effort because you got hired in December and six weeks later you got to sign a class? Yeah, well, I mean, last year we had to you know quickly go through everything and. When I got hired, that was most of my attention right away was getting on recruiting and trying to put a class together in a, in a month and a half. And um, we were able to do it, you know. And, and I thought that, um, you know, that piggybacking with what happened with uh, Coach Mendenhall and his staff, they did a great job of recruiting, uh, you know, leading up to that season, to, the, to that signing class last year. And so I can't take a lot of credit for it. They just did a great job with the team and with the, with the, the program. So recruiting is part of that as well. And, and we were able to benefit from that. But we also had to get into some recruiting battles with some guys at the end last year, and it felt really rushed, you know what I mean? And although it was a lot of fun, um, it was nice now to have some time to, to get some kids recruited and bring them on their trips and spend some time with them, um, you know, throughout the whole year and establish a great relationship with them, uh, with our team and with our players and mostly with our coaches. We'll break down all the individual guys coming up, but how close to were you t- overall to getting uh, almost everyone you wanted? Well, I think um, I mentioned before, I, I always prepare for the worst, right? So no one's going to sign was was my thought. <laughs> like, you know, it was like going into my wedding. She's not going to say yes. She's not even going to show up. And so when she sh- when my wife showed up, it was great, you know. So uh, your best signing ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And and uh, but but, you know, I, I think I I was preparing for the worst, but we kind of knew going into it um, that it was going to be a pretty good class. And, and I think that it's really hard to keep it any secret right now. And we had all the nameplates and everything ready. And I, I can't say there was a lot of surprises because there weren't. We just knew who our relationship, um, who they were with the strongest and and kind of had a good feeling when we, we talked to them and, and their families and being in their homes. And so I think we were able to plan that way accordingly. And, and, and was it, you know, we were able to capitalize on some guys, uh, really um, a, a small number of them later in, 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 in the recruiting um, part. But I, I think that a lot of that gets... It clouds a lot of what happened with the guys that were committed already from a year ago and some of them a couple of years ago, you know, where Jackson McChesney comes into concern. But a lot of these guys have been committed and, and they knew from the very beginning that they wanted to be here. And so I want to make sure and highlight those guys and, and just thank them for being committed this entire time because they actually helped us recruit a lot of our guys. And, and uh, you know, just by by them being uh, already part of our class, it's been, it's been really nice for us to have guys that, like that that have been committed from the very beginning. But it would be vital for them to help us get those guys that we got in the last second as well. Yeah, I was going to say, yet you still went after four- and five-star guys, and whatever, if you like the stars or not, whatever, there's there's some talented guys. Mm-hmm. You you went after it. You were pretty aggressive with this group. Yeah, I mean, especially if they're LDS and, and if um, we feel like we have a good relationship with them, uh, you have to get them to say no all the time in order for us to not recruit them. So we're always going to try our best and – even to the last, the last bit, we're going to swing until we can't, until we have no shot, you know. And so, um, I'm speaking for our coaching staff. Those guys are resilient and they work hard. And so, obviously, um, you know, if we do our our job and we and the burden's on our side to, to open up those recruiting, um, the, the recruiting lines and the communication with these recruits and and uh, you know to just basically give them a reason why BYU just get get your foot in the door and. 
and we'll go from there. So, uh, and, and sometimes you lose a couple, but you can't be afraid to compete, you know, and, and if you really want them, you got to go out and get them and, and you got to show them that you want them. And, and sometimes you win some, sometimes you don't, but for the most part, uh, we, we get who we think fits in, in, into this system and into our school, you know, it's a unique school and, and it's different with the honor code and everything. And we highlight that part of it, you know, that's why we got some of the non LDS kids that signed that they like that part. And so, uh, in order to do that, your coaching staff needs to be out and about, and they need to be, um, you know, ready to compete for the best to get the best players, and we're willing to do that. The BYU head football coach Kalani Satake and husband to six-star wife recruit Timberly Satake. <laughs> with Thank us you. In Studio B, you're welcome. Yeah, you're going to get a pat on the back for that right. tonight. Uh, Kalani, let's focus on the focus of this year's recruiting class. Which, when you look at the numbers and just kind of seeing what you signed. We want to know why it was heavy on defensive linemen and defensive backs, guys you can move around. Why was that the focus this year? Well, the goal is to get the best football players. And, and um, we have, uh, looking at our recruiting list, we have a bunch of guys that are versatile in the way that they play the game, meaning that they just don't play one position in high school. I mean, you have guys that played corner and then also played safety and played running back and receiver, guys that played you know quarterback that can play any other position, guys that play DN that can play D tackle and and a D tackle that can play O line, O line. That you know, there's a lot of guys that that are, are versatile. And and so looking at it, the guys that we recruited at O line, um, there's two of them that we signed that that's where they're going to be. But from everywhere else, we we have so much flexibility with our players that. Uh, you know, you look at all these guys are so unique and different that um, some guys get bigger. And actually, some of these guys have gotten bigger in, in the last, you know, six months that we've been recruiting them and they're still growing. And so it's hard. It's difficult for me to say that this is going to be their spot. Um, but right now, the, the versatility and the athleticism is there. And so as we they start to um, grow and mature and develop in, in our offseason conditioning and everything, um, some of them going on missions, some of them not coming right away. Uh, they'll be able to to factor into a position and, and actually settle into a position that will record, you know, that w- whether they fill in the other spots. But right now, they're a versatile group and they can go in different positions. Solid first half for the head coach Kalani Satake. We'll see how you finish the game coming up uh, in the segment number two here. BYU was the second half. So much pressure, <laughs> so much pressure with you guys. Yeah, single digit game again. <laughs> Made a good decision by deferring to the second half. So. <laughs> Uh, we'll continue our signing day coverage, breaking down the individuals with the head coach, Kalani Sataki, including the mid-year additions and the return to missionaries. Stay with us. National Signing Day on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcasting on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Conversation always going on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Already over 18,000 of you have done that. If you haven't, join the fun. I know uh, Kalani Stockton is going to be at the game tomorrow. Huge. BYU men's basketball hosts the number one team in the country, the Gonzaga Bulldogs. The Zags in town, number one, tomorrow night, 11 Eastern. Listen to it on BYU Radio. Watch it on ESPN2. National Signing Day, of course, on BYU Sports Nation. We have the head coach, Kalani Satake, with us in Studio B. The second half, half kicks off right now, and we'll start going down the list individually, one by one, of all of these guys. You just give us a brief uh, description of what comes to mind when we throw out uh, one of these names. We'll start with Ula Tolutau, a running back who was originally a Wisconsin signee, but then flipped to BYU uh, after his mission. Now he's going to be a Cougar. Yeah, great, great player. Um, a lot of size. Uh, uh, very similar to, to Harvey Unga in, that, in, that, in the fact that he's got the same type of speed and and he's a big man. So um, 
looking forward to him running the rock for us and and feels a need that joins a good crew that you know we miss Jamal but I, I think with him and the crew we should be good. He weighed 262 right off his mission so he's lost like 15 20 pounds already I guess which which is great. Wayne Tay Kirby 6 foot 3 305 a transfer from Oregon. He played last year for Oregon. Can he play this season? Um at the at the moment no but um you know really talented player from same high school as as Taysom, but uh Really excited about him being back here. I, I think that, uh, you know, he wanted to be closer to home and wanted the environment that BYU provides, and it's the only place that plays football that does it, and so we're, we're glad to welcome him here. Offensive lineman Taipei Vaca, 6'5", 275 pounds, J.C. transfer out of Oakland. Mike Empey gets uh, some help there on the offensive line. Yeah, we got some depth coming back. I mean, we had some red shirts uh, last year. Uh, you know, we're going to add depth in O-line, but we needed somebody to help uh, compete at the tackle spot. And so I think Taipei does a great job for us and fills a need and creates a little bit of competition at the tackle position. Potentially a starter in the fall? Yeah, I mean, we, we have the four returning starters, so nothing's ever really safe. You know, sure. you got to compete. But um, for the most part, those four guys have done a great job. But Taipei comes in there and he competes with the, with the left tackle position or the right tackle, depending on what we do with Thomas Schof. But uh, he, 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 he provides more depth and more competition with the guys that we have right now. Joe Tukuafu, a tight end, 6'4", 275, East High School. First cousin with my homie, Will Tukuafu. Your I don't, homie? I don't Will actually Tukuafu? know Will. I just like the Seahawks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and Will's been around, you know, our program for the last year, been around helping us out. But Joe's a great player and, uh, you know, signed at Utah State, and he's going to be with us now here. He's already enrolled and, uh, you know, gives us that big tight end position and, and can block and can – can catch the ball, so he's a great player and great asset for us. Yeah, heralded signee up at Utah State, now to BYU. Let's move on with another transfer. This one from the University of Utah, Austin Lee, defensive back, six foot, two hundred two pounds. He's also in school now, and from what I'm hearing, will compete to play safety right away. Yeah, a great player and a lot of speed, and and um, he's 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 ferocious enough to play in the box as well as a linebacker. But uh, it, you know, it's good that he he comes to help replace Kainakua. You know, but he's also ball hawk and has a has ability. You know, he's returned punts in high school, and he has a he's a great player and a great mind. And out of Alta, you know, so I, I recruited him a little bit when I was at at Utah. You know, and so he I think he uh, he joins a great group, and, and Ed Lamb's excited to have him. AJ Lolohea, defensive lineman, six three two thirty from West, a transfer from Weber State. Yeah, AJ is a great player. Serves his mission in Tonga, and he. Uh, you know, for for what we see, he's grown a lot since he went on his mission. I think he's going to be. We listen to the end, but he can play outside linebacker as well, and um, he's just a physical young man and, and uh, has a lot of talent, a lot of a lot of burst. Now to the mid-year returned missionaries, starting with the tight end at 6'5", 235 pounds, Matt Bushman out of Tucson. This is a guy the previous staff was really high on, and I know you guys are right there with him. Oh yeah, and I I, I remember him in high school, you know, so. Uh, he came back a little bit uh, undersized, but he's gained his weight. And uh, looking forward to him playing uh, this this spring. You know, I think it's going to be huge for him and his growth. But he's got a lot of talent. Played played a uh, uh, receiver and also safety in high school. And so, really excited about him. Garrett England, defensive back, six four two zero eight from Salt Lake. Garrett England is another one that I I tried to recruit when I was at Utah, and so I'm I'm glad I lost these guys now. You know, so, uh, he's got uh, he's really big and he can run, and, and we talked about that safety position. Uh, I think that uh, you know Coach Lamb has a lot of guys to to look at to help replace Kai. He's one of them for sure. 
Tico Fuga, a defensive lineman, 6'1", 325 pounds out of Huntington Beach, the younger brother of Romney, who many BYU fans will remember. Yeah, Romney's little brother, and he's got it, you know, he's in working it out right now, and, and uh, Coach Tafisi is excited to get these return missionaries, and but he will transition them into getting ready for spring ball. And Earl Mariner, defensive lineman, 6'4", 250 from Topeka, Kansas. Yeah, and family to Travis Tuiloma, you know, so he's a great player, and uh, we can work with a great player, so we're excited to have him, <laughs> especially at the, at the D-line position, who help us out a lot. Perhaps the most discussed uh, fall returned missionary is the mountain of a man, Motikiai Taukololangi, who is from Liahonatonga. He is 6'7", 410 pounds. That was his size when he signed, just got back from his mission. Where is he right now? I don't know where he is weight-wise, but he looks big. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But he's got a big frame. So, uh, I don't know, he served his mission in Arizona where there's a lot of – you know, carbs. So we'll see what, mm-hmm. what happens with members. his. <laughs> yeah. And they fed him right. But he, uh, he's he got a lot of great, um, you know, movement for a big guy. And so, uh, you know, Ituyaki's done a great job in projecting guys, and he wants his shot at, at getting this uh, mountain of a man to play D-line for us. Cody Wilstead, quarterback, 6'6", 215 from St. George. Yeah, great arm, and he's a, he has great presence as a quarterback. And so I know that, uh, you know, Ty's really excited about him throwing the rock for us. Mika Tafua committed to BYU last minute. He was going to Stanford. Now he's 6'3", 225, back from his mission, guy out of Laie, Hawaii. Oh, I love Mika. He's a kid that I tried to get again, and I'm glad I lost him to BYU. And uh, He's got so much ability, and, and uh, he's going to join a defensive end group that you know, we lost um, Cy and lost Harvey, and he'll, he'll fit in perfectly. And the final three, Brady Christensen, an offensive lineman uh, from Bountiful, David Louie from Pittsburgh, California, and Will Sedgwick from Laguna Hills, California. What sticks out about any of those three? Will Sedgwick's a great player, and I think he's going to be a guy that's going to help contribute right away. Even though we have returning starters at linebacker, he's got a lot of talent. Brady Brady Christensen's a a beast, and and he looks great right now. I think he's a a talent that a lot of people don't know about, but he he was a great projection by the former staff, and I, I saw the exact same thing, and um, you know, I can't remember who else you mentioned. Uh, David Louis, the same thing. Those guys are all—they're all great, great players. I'm very thankful that I lost them back in the day when when I was at a former school, at a different school. Delayed <laughs> blessings. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know now. If, yes. I, if I knew now, what I knew then, right? So it's all exactly. tender mercies. I don't know if that's how it's later in life. <laughs> yes, exactly. Sometimes it's okay to miss now for later. There's a life. <laughs> it's okay to be patient. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Kalani, great stuff. I know this is a crazy day for you. We appreciate you coming into studio, being hanging out. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. The head football coach, Kalani Satake, repping the Y in Studio B. We will continue with the individual breakdowns with the defensive coordinator, Elisa Tuiaki, next. All 14 of those signees, in the words of E. Stay with us. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision, live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV, part of National Signing Day. We're also on demand anytime, anywhere. Head coach Kalani Satake just talked about all of the transfers and mid-year signings. If you missed any of it, it's available on demand. You can watch it when you want or listen to it when you feel like it. And those guys are the guys that are going to be in the mix this year, even more than the high school signees. So there's a lot of value to uh, those guys as well as the guys we'll break down coming up. Men's volleyball is ranked number four. They're hosting number two UCLA. This is the bitter rival for BYU men's volleyball, uh, a team that BYU beat three times last year. 9 Eastern, Friday night on BYU TV, BYU Radio. Watch the Cougars take on 
the Bruins. It had to be part of this week, right? Oh, this epic week. Of Amazingly, sports. UCLA is not the highest-ranked team playing on campus this week. It's Gonzaga. number one Gonzaga. Yeah, and then two with UCLA. Awesome. Six-star defensive coordinator Elisa Tuiaki is now in <laughs> Studio B. That's the second six-star I've thrown out on the show. One for Timberly Satake, yeah. and now one for you, well, Coach. Scouting service well, it's an honor. Saying that. <laughs> <laughs> the Linton Scouting Service, the one that matters most. Uh, Coach, great to have you back in Studio B. How are you feeling after all the madness of the day? Pretty exhausted, but really, really excited. Really excited. Uh, we, we, we've got a good class. Well, let's start with uh, the most exciting and kind of out there announcement of the day coming from Chaz Ayu. Flies in in a helicopter into Lavelle Edwards Stadium. He's awesome. a four-star guy, ESPN top 300 recruit. In the words of one football staffer, every team in the country wants him. It's Jason Ayu's son. What can you tell us about Chaz and why you feel like he's going to live up to the hype here that the ESPN's put out? Great, great kid, you know, obviously a great family. And, uh, you know, in his announcement, his grandfather, a former Cougar, also was, uh, was able to come in and uh, talk about uh, how proud he was to have a third-generation IU playing here. And, um, I mean, he's, he's a phenomenal kid. He's doing a really, really good job. In high school, a lot of times looked like a, a man amongst boys. And so I think he's going he's gonna to hit the ground running when he, when he gets here. It's always good to get the Provo kids to Timfew High School here locally. Play first, then a mission. Is that the plan? Yes. Yep. Okay. Play first and then uh, go on a mission. And, yeah, Timfew, I mean, it's, that's where all the ballers go. So, <laughs> Yes. There are a lot of ballers. It's true. <laughs> it's always nice, too, to get, that, get the kid that uh, you, can, you can play him first. Guys that go on missions, uh, you certainly remember them, but they come into the mix a little later. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's it's different for everybody, you know. But for a kid uh, with the capability to, to, we think, contribute right away, um, definitely come in and, and help out, and we'll we'll remember him when he gets back, also, and he'll yeah he'll he'll have a big role for us. Yeah, moving along to another four star prospect and another ESPN top three hundred guy this time. On the defensive line, six foot three, two hundred twenty-five pound Longi Tuifua, who after the Polynesian Bowl announced initially that he was going to attend BYU. This is big. He was originally committed to Oregon. Now he's at BYU. What makes Longi Tuifua a originally, special? Guy? Originally committed to Utah. To Utah, then to Oregon. Then to Oregon. Then. Now to BYU. So, so Galani and I were the first ones to offer him while we were there, and and uh, so th- this for us feels like. A recruiting battle in the making for the last three, four years, and so we're we're super, super excited to get him. I mean, he's uh, just just watching his just watch a film. He's a he's a kid that can do everything. He can he understands his ability to to run and his speed and explosiveness and uses it well and uh, has good change up. Uses his hands, gets off blocks, and is a great kid. He's a great. Kid. He, re- he reminds me of my son. My son's not anything like that athletically but he's a nerd like this kid is a nerd. <laughs> he's an animation guy he, he is i mean and he's I, I told him that when he gets here on campus my son's gonna come and hang out with him because he he really like it but uh, he's what a phenomenal kid we're excited to have him alden tofa 6'5 250 defensive lineman three star he uh out of west jordan he picked up the Utah hat today, dropped it, and then picked up the U- BYU hat. <laughs> yeah, this was uh, this was one. You know, he, he coaches kind of know a little bit, a little bit more than others do. But you know, it's just you never know until you know for sure, and it's final. And he was, you know, we we're always a little bit nervous. Like, okay, I mean, you, you sure you're in? And and uh, he told us he was in, and he was a man of his word. But uh, great, great family. You know, excited to to have him be part of us. But he's a kid that's going to go on a mission first. Um, 
you know, got a big upside and uh, definitely going to be a kid that name you guys are going to remember in the future. Lorenzo Fawatea, 6'4", 260 pounds, three-star prospect, BYU, Utah, and Oregon State, ironically enough, Coach, in the final three. <laughs> I believe you and Kalani recruited him while you were at Oregon State. Now he's at BYU, a uh, guy that played both ways all year. What stands out about Fawatea? You know, I think he was the one that actually he, He's the one that picked up the hat. I realized that now, as Alden, I looked at him, yeah. Alden went over, kind of went and back. Like and then dad or yeah. grandpa was like, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but uh, I mean, th- this kid never left the field. You know, we we went to uh, watch uh, this game right here. It was basically Hunter versus Bingham in the playoffs, and he played both ways. Never left the field. Really impressed by that. But just a tough kid and a sweet, sweet heart. I mean, he's he's a great kid. Uh, uh, you know, just recently, two days ago, um, lost a sister actually, and um, you know that just us being involved in his life at the time and the relationship that we had and being able to be part of just comforting him and just telling him that we're all here. I think he felt uh, the love from, from us, but not just us, but all of BYU nation. And it's uh well, he, he's a great kid too. He's going to, he's going to come and play in the fall and then go on a mission after that. So Letty Favaliaki, 6'2", uh, from Corona Centennial high school. That's a powerhouse in California. Yeah, it is. And he, he played, Top ball, you know, and he's. I think he's been starting since he was a freshman, or at least playing. And so he's played against a lot of good, good football players. And you watch his film; he's really explosive. Dad was a was was a boxer, and so dad's uh, on him about you know training his hands and jump ropes and all that stuff. And so what you, a, you can what see a weirdo. He was a boxer or a fighter. Man, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Only the weird ones do that. <laughs> All right, we're with the Elisa Tuiaki, the defensive coordinator, breaking down each and every one of the defensive recruits today. Weird means tough in my vocabulary. I just want to by, by the way, Corona Centennial and uh, Fevaliaki, like you, you hear a lot about modern day and Servite, right? Corona Centennial is right there with those programs now. Oh, coming, Corona Coming out of SoCal. Yeah, yeah they're a big time that's program. program. Yep. Back in state, number three safety in the state of Utah, younger brother to Harvey Longy is Tongi Longy, 6'1, 175 pounds, described as a fierce competitor. He is. He's. He's. Reminds me of his brother. You know, really competitive, goofy, just like his brother. I mean, he's. He's got uh, jokes for days. You know, and uh, but uh, we're excited to just keep the Lungy name here. Um, he's. Uh, he's a phenomenal kid. He. He uh, ended up committing in the summer and stuck to it. But uh, you know, did a really good job taking his team and helping him to, to go to state. And we're excited for him. He's a he's a kid playing safety. We plan on him playing safety, but he could end up being a backer just because of uh, you know his genetics. He's he's a kid that could end up being really big. D'Angelo Gunter, defensive back, six one one eighty. This dude is fast. He is. He is. He's he's fast. You know, we we were excited about him. Coach Lamb went out there uh, and found him, and uh, you know, we started recruiting him, and he didn't have anything. I think he was a zero star at the time, but uh, he ended up committing to us early. We knew that um, projection wise, especially with how well Coach Lamb has done, Coach Gennaro has, Gennaro has done in the past with, with just projecting kids and bringing them and developing him. He fits the mold of what we we're looking for. And uh, we're, we're excited about his future as well. One of my favorite stories from this signing class, not a typical BYU guy, non-LDS, had a tough upbringing, but felt really befriended by not only Gennaro Guilford and Ed Lambert, but member of the BYU football team, Diane Lake. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, he, uh, he came here, felt at home, and felt like this is the place for him. Actually took a trip to, to Vanderbilt and, um, you know, came back and just said, you know what, those – 
those kids at BYU, that, that, that's the kind of guy that I am. That's the kind of guys I want to hang out with. And, you know, not to say and speak anything badly, but just, um, you know, I think it just speaks about the type of person that he is and what he's looking for. I mean, a kid that looked to, uh, to, to get to a place that had an honor code like this, you know, and so I think it's a perfect fit for us. We've already had a B-Low play football at BYU, Brian Logan. Now we're going to have a D-Low. D'Angelo. Hey, Benton. hey! The more the better. The more nickname guys, the better, right? You got to do stuff so, to get a nickname. So, so J Lo. <laughs> oh snap! That's not happening. Okay. On yeah. <laughs> Let's stay with the defensive backs. Keenan Ellis, six one, one hundred seventy pounds. Another versatile three star guy. We're noticing that you like guys that can be moved around, whether they're playing cornerback or safety, maybe wide receiver, and certainly you and Ty on, spe- can and certainly argue. on special yeah. teams. <laughs> yeah contribution and he's going to start at corner you know he's going to start at corner with uh, the ability to move if we if we need anything there but again uh you know projecting uh, with his speed his athleticism his hips and and uh just everything that he brings to the table and the type of kid that he was i mean his his parents involved uh, uh both mom and dad were really happy about him coming to a place that again had an honor code that was going to keep him on the on the straight and narrow and um he as well was was the type of kid that just really wanted that that um, you know, love the love the kids when they came on a trip, and uh, ever ever since he committed, it was just really solid. Ammon Hanneman, yeah, we're familiar with this name. This is Micah's younger brother, the youngest Hanneman bro, uh, defensive back, six two, one ninety, out of Lone Peak uh, High School in Alpine. You know, he's just as big as his brother right now. I mean, he's he he's a great looking athlete right now. And Micah said he might be a little bit bigger. He might be, <laughs> he might be. And so we're you know we're we're talking right now. Uh, he wants to be able to play with his brother before he leaves on his mission. We're trying to make things work. Um, you know, what we originally offered him was for him to go on a mission, but his parents are awesome. They've decided that they'll do whatever we want to do uh, and what's best for the team. But we uh, definitely want to try to get those two to play together at least for a year before his brother graduates. No split t-shirts anymore. You can just have one t-shirt. Right? Yeah, BYU. <laughs> You. Okay, <laughs> figure it out. <laughs> Back to the defensive line, 6'5", 300-pound Kyrus Tonga out of West Valley on a mission right now in Kansas. Signed with Utah out of high school, but now has decided he wants to play football at BYU. Committed to Utah out of high school, committed to Kalani and myself and uh, while we were still there. You guys um, did a nice job uh, up there. <laughs> these guys that come down here. <laughs> but uh, he's he's uh, he's something special, and you know, not too many people know about him. Played tight end in high school, uh, graduated, and got up from like two forty to about two eighty five, like right after he graduated. But a sweet kid, really good story. Uh, you know, his parents, uh, George and Sue, adopted him. So he's a Samoan kid, or adopted by Tongan family, and uh, you know, they took him in basically his senior year, and and they got sealed into the temple. Um, after he graduated, before he left on his mission, and wow. Kalani and I were able to to go and uh, um, you know see that and be a part of it. And special family, Re- really, really excited about him coming here. And he's he's a guy that's going to turn heads. He's a big time kid. Tanner Baker, defensive lineman, six five two thirty, and moved from California to Georgia. Tore his ACL before his senior season. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, Tanner was originally a tight end, and he played tight end. And we're, we still talk about maybe using him a little bit there. But uh, I mean. As, as as soon as he got hurt, his lowers really started to get bigger, you know, and and uh, he he looks like a D lineman when you look at him. But he's a kid that can play both. I mean, right here he looks skinny, but he's 
He's got he's got a big rump. His lowers. His I lowers. like how that was phrased. That was nice. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler Batty, 6'5", 230 pounds. And when we talked to the staff about this guy, it was, oh, man, he, he's your farm boy, hard worker, bailing hay. strong. But he's a smart dude. Yeah. Princeton really wanted him. It was Princeton and BYU. Yeah, yeah. And he's uh, – he, he, God, the the Denny's. That's what remind. That's what he reminds me oh, of. Nice. I, I think that he's that type of mold. Um, you know, he's really explosive. He's long. He, he's definitely athletic. Um, but I think that he's got he's got such huge upside because of his his body type. Um, but a really, like you said, a really smart kid, um, and a good good uh, addition to the team. Mission first. Mission first. Okay. Yep. Uh, Preston Lewis, linebacker, 6'2", 225, Alpine, Lone Peak High School. They have football players, too. Mission first guy? <laughs> Preston's a mission first guy. He he played D-end, and when we watched him, he was originally playing D-end, um, and some of his highlights were, were playing D-end. But, you know, he, he, he tested off the charts with, with, with where D-ends were. I mean, just a, a kid that's really explosive and that can run. And so um, our ability to move him to backer and still have that explosiveness but have the physicality that it takes to play D-end at the backer spot, I think that, you know, you see guys like Harvey that, um, that benefit from, types of, from those types of moves. He'll, he'll be a really good backer because of his, his familiarity with the physical, physicality of the D-line game. Along with Preston Lewis, that linebacker is Ben Bywater, another mission first guy, 6'3", 210 pounds out of Salt Lake City, Utah. Yeah, this, this kid's smooth. He's a smooth operator. Like, he, he, he played uh, rugby as well. Um, when you watch him, he's, he's kind of a long, smooth strider. You know, it doesn't look like he's moving fast, but he covers a lot of ground. But uh, great kid, you know, smart. His sister is actually here playing soccer now. Um, and so BYU family through and through, and, you know, we were recruiting him, and, and uh, it, was, it, it was us and, and, you know, Utah. And at the end of it, he was like, what, what am I doing? I'm a, I'm a BYU guy. And so he was just like, he committed to us on the spot and dropped Utah and, and it's been solid ever since then. It's been a, been a great uh, ambassador for the program and recruiting and helping us out. So we, we've, we've uh, loved having him. You somehow figured out how to get all 14 of those defensive guys into like a 15, 16-minute segment. Good. That's that it? That's Let's that's talk impressive. golf now. We just have some time. Some time, time? Oh, shoot. We have to go to break. <laughs> Dang it. We're waiting for the snow to about to play some golf. Yeah, okay. Hey, great stuff, my friend. Thanks for coming in on such a crazy, hectic day. Thanks very much. Nice pullover. You look hey, great. I appreciate it, J-Lo. <laughs> <laughs> You're not talking to me, are you? <laughs> of course he's talking to you. Maybe J-Joe. J-Lo doesn't even work, man. Come on. Up next, we continue the individual breakdowns on the offensive side with who, Jerem? Ty Detmer. We're going to talk about offense. We've got some tight ends, some linemen, some quarterbacks. It's going to be great. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B on National Signing Day in 2017. Also your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Generally, we have a rebroadcast that airs at this time, but because of Signing Day and the significance that uh, goes with everybody coming in, we do it live. Double dose. I love it. And Men's Hoops uh, is in the Merritt Center tomorrow. BYU's never hosted the number one team in the country. They will tomorrow night. Number one, Gonzaga, 11 Eastern on BYU Radio, the BYU Radio app, and ESPN2. Interesting that you would choose to talk about the number one ranked basketball team before we introduce our next guest, Jerem Jordan, who Why played that, against the number one ranked college football team in his career, the Miami Hurricanes. Ty Detmer, the offensive coordinator at BYU, is with us in Studio B. Ty, uh, you, you do this interview and you can just go home and go to sleep. Okay. I figured Jerem would just do it for me, you know, with his impersonations. <laughs> yeah. We don't have the cutout yet. 
Once we get the cutout, we, we I'm not going, sure if we'll need you in the studio anymore. We are going to do that. That would be great with me. <laughs> but shot fired back. <laughs> if you had a message for Dave Rose about playing the number one team in the country, what would it be? Uh, shoot, man, let it rip. What do you have to lose? You know, I you mean, can play loose. Go for it. So they'll do well. I think they'll they'll play well. They're a young team. And, you know, sometimes a young team like that, they do play loose. So I think it'll be a great game. Well, are we going to see you in the Rock like we did last game, Ty? I probably won't be in the Rock. I mean, <laughs> that was special circumstance. So. <laughs> yeah, they tweeted out, the Rock smells like Heisman right now. <laughs> I saw that. It was pretty good. What does that smell like? <laughs> pretty <laughs> My next question. <laughs> Don't get too close now. Breaking down the offensive players now on National Signing Day, we'll start with the quarterbacks, fittingly. And uh, a guy that not a lot of people knew about until the last minute, Joe Critchlow. Of course, you had him on your radar for a little while longer. 6'4", 210 pounds out of Franklin, Tennessee. He's on a mission right now in Montreal, but uh, a good get gives you some depth at quarterback. It does. Uh, you know, he's a kid that Ed Lamb recruited to Southern Utah um, while he was on his mission. His parents kind of reached out and told him they had to clear it with Southern Utah first, all the rules and regulations. But he's a pro style type of quarterback. Um, had a chance to listen to some interviews he did before he left on his mission. And uh, student of the game, understands it, a great leader. Ed, Ed spoke real highly of him, was thrilled they had him at Southern Utah, and so we feel like he does give us some depth and uh, another guy at that position. Uh, Chad Lewis called him a cougar carrot because he's a redhead. <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, I hadn't heard that one. Like before. only Chad can. Yeah, like only, only Chad can. Right. Yeah. You can only make <laughs> yeah. fun of people like yourself. So. <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, Mason Fakahua, quarterback, 6'3", 210, out of Salt Lake, mission first guy, dual threat. He is. He's uh, very athletic. Um, he's a guy that, you know, will start out at quarterback for us. And then, uh, you know, we, we feel like if it's not a great fit there, he could play anywhere on the field. He's very athletic. If you watch his junior film, it was option and all sprint out. Senior film, they allowed him to be in the gun. Um, you know, a little different type of offense that, that probably was better for him. And uh, he made some really nice throws. Uh, just a great young man, um, great attitude. And we're excited he's joining us. Correction, Cedar City, not Salt Lake on that. Oh, okay. Had his skill set, by the way, compared to uh, Kainakua. So interesting Who was a there. quarterback safety in high school? I, I would yeah. say very similar. Uh, you look at him, and, and Mason's bigger, um, I think. Um, so he may be a backer type of body if, if he does go to that side of the ball. Now to the running backs, uh, led off by Jackson McChesney, six foot, one hundred eighty-seven pounds, out of Highland. Younger brother of Austin McChesney, who already plays on the team. This is a guy that uh, comes with some prestige. He was pretty recruited, uh, or pretty heavily recruited nationally. Yeah, he had one of the higher spark scores that they kind of it was a combine type of deal that they measure kids, at, you know, speed and athleticism, those kind of things, and he kind of blew everybody out of the water. Um, and so he's fastest kid in the state last year, won the 100-meter, and, you know, his brother's on the team, uh, great young man. He's kind of one of those guys that plays in the slot, plays in the backfield, uh, very versatile. He can do a lot with him, um, runs with power, uh, catches the ball really well, and like I said, he's, he's one of the faster kids in the state. Mission first? Mission first. Okay. Mango Finau, uh, offensive lineman, 6'5", 350, uh, from Hawaii. I, I was told he can 360 dunk. And, and he played volleyball. And he's 350. Yeah. Is that true? So he just turned 17 in December. Wow. As a, so he played his senior year at 16. Um, so 
we had dinner at his house, and his mom, I think I gained five pounds just eating <laughs> all the food she prepared. Uh, it was great. And he's a, a young man with a high upside, will come for a year, and then go on his mission because he won't turn 18 till after the season. Mm-hmm. So uh, he'll be with us in the fall, and we're excited about him. He's got a, a huge upside, literally. we're looking forward to getting the story on uh, how he got the name mango mike empey joked with me he said hey spencer the pants you're wearing right now he couldn't fit his calves through those things man (laughs) that's that's the upside we're talking about you know the story mango his mom and dad said he's had it for forever so i have no idea Hmm. well there you go all right moving on to tight end now with Bentley Hanshaw, the son of former Cougar great Tim Hanshaw, 6'5", 220, out of Moore Park, California, the alma mater of another former BYU tight end, Dennis Pitta. Yes, um, we're hoping he turns into that. Um, <laughs> but Bentley's a kid that he played wide receiver up until this year. Um, we told him we were probably recruiting him as a tight end, so he kind of made the switch in high school um, where he could play with his hand on the ground, but he's good in space. Long, big target that, uh, you know, quarterbacks like to have that big wingspan and catches the ball really well, you know, really refined as a receiver. And so we're excited that that he's coming. He'll probably come for a year and then go on his mission. So uh, we're hoping he can come in and help us this fall. And you played, what, two years, I think, with his dad at BYU, and then he was in the NFL with the Niners. I did. Played a year at at San Francisco with him. So. Very cool. Ty Detmer, the offensive coordinator, Heisman Trophy winner with us in Studio B, talking about all the individuals on the offensive side of the ball. We've heard from the head coach, Kalani Satake, and the defense coordinator, Elisa Tuiaki, as well. Also at tight end, six foot five, 230 pounds, one of Max Hall's guys at American Leadership Academy. His name is Donovan Hanna. And Max brought him to camp and said, take a look. He did. Uh, you know, Donovan, I think, just – Figured out football's his sport uh, last year and kind of got going, came to camp um, and, you know, really impressed everyone there with his athleticism, his size. He's got a sister that's a collegiate volleyball player. Uh, so very athletic family and really well coached. You know, Max, he kind of knows what it takes here, uh, played here. And Donovan's uh, one of those guys. And so he was coached really well this year, had a really big year for him. They won state. And uh, we're we're really thrilled Donovan's coming, but he's going to serve a mission first and uh, then come join us. So we've kind of got some tight ends staggered a little bit where a couple are coming, a couple are going, and then in about three years they'll all be here together. So going into this fall, uh, Donovan Hanna's senior year, did you notice that Max Hall just called plays for his BYU recruit? <laughs> just throw it to the tight end, man. That's that all we need. We talked about that at, at the summer, you know, yeah. when he was here for camp. Uh, yeah. Just throw it to our guy, you know. So. Get those stats going, yeah. <laughs> no. Exactly. Get some notoriety. <laughs> another tight end, Isaac Rex, and another legacy guy. Uh, Byron Rex, of course, played here. Uh, tight end, 6'5", 235, San Clemente, California. Yeah, um, he actually was first team all CIF, I believe, as a middle linebacker last year. And then took over at tight end this year and was same thing, all CIF as a tight end this year. So very versatile type of player, a lot bigger than Byron was coming out. Byron, I think, 6'2", and Isaac 6'5", and uh, just a great kid, great young man, one of the first to commit to us when offered and knew this is where he wanted to be. So he's uh, 
he's got a lot of upside as well. I feel like you know he can play on either side of the ball if if needed, but um, tight end will be his main position. Is there is that a unique element of BYU where BYU is such a unique place? And if if someone's parents played here, sometimes those kids want to play too. That makes it a little easier to recruit, right? Like. You don't have to sell them on BYU. It's already sold. Yeah, for sure. It's It makes it easy because they've been around it. A lot of times the parents have come back to games, so they've been around the culture. They understand it. And so uh, that does make our job easier at times. But other times it doesn't. You know, sometimes uh, we don't always get those guys. Mm-hmm. So it's uh can go either way, but uh, Isaac's been on board since day one. Oh, that's a nice segue to uh, a guy you found in Texas who didn't know a lot about BYU and his parents especially. met them last week, uh, Tarek Buchanan, who is one of those versatile guys that could play either wide receiver or defensive back. He's out of Elgin, Texas. How did you find him? Yeah, so actually Claude Bassett, who was a linebacker coach here when I played, uh, recruited me from Texas to come play at BYU, uh, is was his coach and so he kind of alerted me hey we've got a couple kids here you may want to look at and you know Claude was here he understands what BYU is all about Tarek's a great young man his parents are pastors so he's very strong Christian based and his mom you know loved the honor code loved all that goes with BYU and, and Tarek does too and so he's a kid with Top end speed, um, he gets behind coverage quite a bit. So uh, we're excited he's coming. He's going to be a part of the offense to start with, but we also know he can play defensive back too if needed. 10-8 in 100. So fast. 10-8's legit. Like this is top end speed, like you said. You can use that. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. sure. I mean, we need more of those sub-11 sub guys, and uh, he's one of those guys. Mm. Seth Willis, back to the offensive line, 6'6", 325 pounds out of Sandy Hook, Connecticut, a guy that was also on Michigan's radar, recruited heavily by UConn and Maryland and Utah State, but decided to come to BYU. Why do uh, you and Mike Empey like Seth uh, Willis? Well, 6'6", 330, that that says a lot right there. And we're going to so. see more of this, right? I mean, you're going back to the bigs. We, we're trying. Um, you know, if you look at all of our linemen this year, they're 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, and uh, guys that are versatile, they're athletic, they're mean, they're nasty. Uh, we love how he finishes plays. Um, and, you know, we, we actually, someone from his ward emailed us or called and said, hey, you need to look at this kid. Being all the way in Connecticut, we would have never known he was there had we not got some information, came to camp. Wow. And man, I mean, he was exactly what we're looking for. Big, nasty guy that loves to to play and, and he'll serve a mission first. So uh, we'll have to wait a couple of years to see him on the field, but we're excited with him. Ryan, uh, is it Rayco? Rico? Rico? I've heard of Rico, like Uncle Rico. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, punter and kicker. Of course you would make six that. five two. How much you bet I could throw this year football over them mounts? From Veradale, Washington. That's a big dude. Six five two oh five for a kicker? He is. He's uh, long and athletic. His mom played college basketball. His dad's coaching high school basketball. Uh he plays basketball. He's a very athletic uh kid that uh kicks, punts. Really I think we're we're targeting him more as a punter. Um, but Coach Lamb, he really likes these guys with uh, size and, and athleticism so that if we do fake one, um, hopefully we can get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not saying, I'm just saying. 
the best part about that is that Johnny's been so hey, self-deprecating. Hey, about Johnny. It. <laughs> hey, Johnny. We know you're not watching that now. Johnny's not athletic. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. you got to be athletic to be a rugby he, All-American. Yes. Yeah, that was well played, Ty. Now, you can do that all day here. We, we support that. Right, I've seen the show. I know what it's all about. <laughs> yeah, we support that wholeheartedly. Now, wide receiver was a question I had going in. I thought you guys would maybe pick up more wide receivers, but you and Kalani have said we're very confident in the guys we have and the guys that were redshirting. Yeah, and you know, one of the things we had to look at when we first got here last year was numbers. Um, and so there weren't a lot of scholarship numbers in tight ends um, for whatever reason. And so the, the receiving numbers were high. So as you balance out your scholarships, so many at each position, um, for us to now populate the tight end group, uh, we had to pull from other positions to kind of get things back in balance a little bit. So you have so many at each position. And, and so this year we were really, you know, a couple guys and that was probably going to be it. And so, you know, but you look at Tarek, he could play DB or receiver. Keenan Ellis, same thing. So based on need or injuries, those kind of things, we feel like you know, we want versatile guys that could play either side of the ball. And as we go forward, we'll start targeting other other guys at receiver or running back, um, you know, those kind of things. But we're young at the skill positions right now. We'll only have one senior at receiver and none at running back next year. So wow. you may not see a lot of recruiting yeah. those positions based on the numbers that we already have there and, and guys not leaving. So who are the guys you expect a lot from in the wide receiver group next year? Is it Aleva Hifo and what happens to Moroni Lapututau and obviously Jonah Trinaman? Yeah, so you know, fortunately some of those young guys got some experience like Aleva. Jonah played quite a bit for us. Uh, you got Bo Tanner, Talon Shumway, and then guys that were redshirting, Achilles Smith, I mean, Achilles Davis, Achilles yeah. Smith's a quarterback. Achilles <laughs> yeah, uh, Davis, uh, Micah Simon, you know, we've, we've got some other guys that, that were there that were redshirting and just did scout team people kind of forget about. Yeah. Um, and then, so, you know, with, with that whole group, we feel really good about it. Moroni will probably move to a little more tight end role uh, full time. And, you know, you kind of mix and match and, and move them around a little bit and try to maximize what they do best. Are those your snow boots, by the way? These are not my snow boots. These are not no, your snow boots. No, it's not snowing. <laughs> so, but there's snow outside. I but guess. the sidewalks are clear now. Yeah. So I okay. did actually break down and bought some actual snow boots. Oh, you now. bought some? I did. Yeah. Wow. You're becoming my cowboy boots were getting ruined a little bit. The leather soles yeah, that's not good. like yeah. snow yeah. is not good for cowboy boots. <laughs> yeah, snow this is in Austin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that snow salt doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> or for my car, potholes, good grief. <laughs> yeah. Ty, great stuff, man. We uh we appreciate it. I always enjoy talking to you and uh congratulations on a ton of hard work. This is you know, people don't know, and I only know because I hear about it a lot, but this is this is an amazing effort that the coaches put in to do this. Our guys, I mean, our coaches, they, they go 100% and would go more if, if we had the budget for it probably. So uh, <laughs> it's been great, though. I mean, it's fun to get to know the kids, get to know the families, and and as you see, I mean, we, we really get to know these kids and know a lot about them and uh, love them up when they get here. So. Rest well, my friend. Thank you. We'll talk to you again soon. I want to make sure everyone knows that was Ty the whole time. I never impersonated his voice a single time during that segment. (laughs) BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Tomorrow, number one Gonzaga versus BYU in the Marriott Center. We will have Dave Rose, the head coach of the Cougars, on the show to preview the matchup. Signing day, number one Gonzaga, number two UCLA on Friday. 
It's a fantastic weekend and a fantastic time to be a BYU fan. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Jerem, who deserves it? BYU coaching staff. It's hard to get all these guys, especially uh, in the second year as coaching staff. I think they got a really nice signing class. They're excited, and they should be. They had a so full year. Football in February. Yes, you are. Hey, thanks to Kalani Sitake, Elias Tuiaki, Ty Dimmer, and everyone on our crew. It's been a great day. Show on demand, BYUSN.com, audio podcast on iTunes and the TuneIn app. For Jerem, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Jason Ayu and Johnny Linehan. <laughs> BYU Sports <laughs> Nation back to work tomorrow at noon Eastern. Let's go. Woo!